When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, we roll along. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance, as always, live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. We've got hashtag Bubba and hashtag Cam with us. A hashtag Hembo again, off pretending to care for a sick child. And interesting things happen. Funny things happen in life. So, so let me just tell you something I just did. So we, the three of us, we just came across this stat that we love, that the trio of players, the trio of stars, Malkin, uh, Crosby, and Latang in Pittsburgh, the Penguin Trio, which have won three Stanley Cups together, have now surpassed Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter, and Jorge Posada as the longest tenured trio of teammates in the history of North American professional sports. Uh, those Yankees, by the way, won four World Series together. These Penguins have won three. And so we were trying to figure out who else would even be in that conversation. And I, I suggested uh, maybe Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and Tony Parker. And what were you telling me, Cam? They were together 15 years? Yeah, 02 to 16 when Duncan retired. All right, so that might be 16, 15 seasons. But so I tried to type in longest tenured players, and I wound up missing the T. And so when I typed in longest, I wound up typing in E-N, and you know what popped up was the longest English word just kind of came up. So I thought, okay, I'm interested in that. That goes to show you why our attention span as a civilization is so ridiculous. Because I was trying to find out one thing, and then boom, I accidentally stumbled across someone offering to tell me what the longest word in the English language is, and I was like, I'm in on that. I'm in on finding out the answer to that. What is it? Okay, you ready? Yeah. It is 45 letters long. Let's go. And it refers to a type of lung disease. We got our podcast title. I'm going to do my... Exactly right. That's going to be the new name of the podcast. (laughs) It is called Numano Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis. I've actually heard of that. You have not heard of that. I've heard of that because it's the longest English word. I have no idea what it is. So when I asked you what is the English word, you sounded like you had no idea what the longest English word was. But and now, now that I you, told you, now that you the say longest it, English word, and your response is, oh, I knew that. Yeah, now that you say it, it rings a bell. Oh, rings a bell. Okay. 45 letters long and refers to a type of lung disease. Pneumono ultra... I'm, I'm, I'm sounding it out. It's pneumono ultra microscopic silico volcano coniosis. I love that volcano is in there. Me too. I like everything about it. I like each of the individual words. Pneumono, I like ultra, microscopic is good, silico, volcano, and coniosis. They, yeah, I particularly mean, like coniosis. They did a good job with that It doesn't that seem like it's actually that bad are hard to pronounce in the grand scheme of things. Don't you think coniosis sounds like someone who would have had like a cup of coffee in the outfield for the Dodgers in the 40s? Like, I, I, in the outfield there was Duke Snyder and Phil Coniosis. Absolutely. I don't know. For some reason, that's what that word sounds like and to John me. And John Volcano. He was one of the longest tenured duos. Did you come up with anything else, by the way, Cam, while I was while I was looking at the longest English word? Did you come up with any other trios? So the Spurs were 02 to 16. The Celtics, uh, Mikhail Parrish, and Bird were 80 to 92. So that's about 13 seasons. Okay. Uh, we're still trying to get closer to uh, to 17, but me, I have to imagine. Give me Kareem Magic and Michael Cooper. Sure. I feel like Kareem. So Magic got there in 79, in, in the fall of 79. He won the national championship at Michigan State. And I think that trio, I think Cooper would already, Kareem was certainly there. 
I think Cooper was already there. And that group would have been together until Kareem. No, Kareem retired like in 1990. I take it back. Yeah, he retired that, that would only 89. be like 11 years. Yeah, that well, that was not going to be nearly enough. By the way, I looked up Montana, Roger Craig, and Jerry Rice. This just goes to show you how how hard it is in football. They were together for six seasons. Those three. Yeah, so iconic. Montana. Yeah, he retired. Did he retire after the? No, no, he went to Kansas City. That's why he wasn't. They weren't teammates. He didn't retire. Yeah, he but went Craig to Craig left in '90. Okay, so he wasn't there for the rest of that anyway one way or another it's all kind of interesting let's move on these are just the things that happen you come across stuff in life and you look into it and it's worth talking about a little bit here on the radio meantime the scoop is there no more home field advantage in the national football league are you aware that nfl teams at home this year are under 500 that does not include the london games because technically i think jacksonville is the home team in those games whatever they're one and one I shouldn't say that. They can't have been because they won both those games. So they must have technically been the road team in one of these games. I don't know, and it doesn't make any damn difference. Clearly, that's not a home game. But they're one and one anyway, so it doesn't matter. Through five weeks, road teams are 41-37 and 37 in the United States. 41-37. and 37. So explain that to me, Bubba. You are, and for those who don't know, Bubba, before his long and now historic run in radio production... Uh, Bubba worked uh, as an analyst in the NFL front office. So, so Bubba was there and studied things like this, trends, um, you know, other things, concerns, all, all these kinds of issues. So, so you are very knowledgeable and learned when it comes to things like this. So, Bubba, explain to me why is it that suddenly home field is a disadvantage in the NFL? Right. Well, I think it's twofold. One, I do think, apart from maybe a few stadiums, Due to the StubHub and all the different Vivid Seats culture and all that, c- certain things, there are so many visiting fans in all the games that you, you watch on TV now that it's not the same as it used to be. When you would go to a game of whatever game it was, pick a, pick a team, that's just filled with the, the home f- fans. You know, like, so there's just, you know, when I went to the Giants game, and that's not the perfect example because they were obviously weren't great, there were so many Seahawks fans there, and you can't get further from East Rutherford to Seattle. And there was Packed with Seahawks fans, and you know, so I think that's one factor. And I think another factor is just the everything has gotten easier and better as far as travel, hotels, all that stuff is just easier on the players. So it's just not the players aren't worn down. It's just not it's just not what it used to be when you would fly across country and they'd be worn down traveling, all that stuff. It's It's just not a big deal that much to travel anymore, and it's just not. It's just not the same. You know what I'm saying? I do. I I think you brought up a couple of things. I think there are a lot of factors. I think those are some of them. I'll give you another one about fans. I think that there are so many fans now who are at games but are not as invested in their home team as they used to be because they're involved in gambling. They may very well be betting on other teams. They may very well have one of these other guys on their fantasy team. They may very well have another one of these guys on their DraftKings roster. They may very well have one of these guys in some prop bet that they've made. There are a lot of people who are more invested in gambling and fantasy than there are in their own teams. Not, Not exclusively, but certainly more than there have ever been at any time before. Next, I think the ability to watch a game from home being 
as appealing as it now is, I said last week, I think the experience of watching a football game on television has surpassed the experience of going to the game. I think that might contribute to what you're talking about, Bubba. A lot of people who are willing to give up tickets are not as excited to go. The people who do go, the down closer to the field, they're sitting in these super duper fancy areas where you can go in and get all kinds of nice food. It's not just a hot dog and popcorn, but you're getting all kinds of like gourmet food and drinking wine and all that. It's not the same blue collar fan that makes all the noise in the world generally that is sitting down close to the field where you can have an impact on the offense's ability to run a play. I think there are a lot of factors that go into it, but I think one of the things that we've always been accustomed to, which is home field advantage mattering more in football than any other sport, I think we have to erase that from our minds. Like I know when I'm trying to make a decision on on anything I want to bet or pick or whatever it is, I look closely at home field, and I think in college that still matters, to wit, because the crowds are so loud, so impactful, and then the people are younger, the players are younger, they're probably a little more, there's more potential for them to be intimidated by their surroundings than professionals are. I think home field advantage is going to last longer in college football than it does in the NFL. I think I think home field advantage is it's, it's not a non-factor in pro football, but it is less a factor than it has ever been, at least in my lifetime. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think, I think those all make sense. I think if you're a team, obviously you'd certainly rather play at home, but, I mean, these numbers clearly don't lie. It's definitely more of a toss-up. And, and yeah, I'm kind of the same thing with you, whether it's gambling or when, where you're doing the, you know, the eliminator pool. My first thought is, oh, i got to pick a home team, got to stick with the home team. But clearly we're looking at these numbers – it actually doesn't really matter that much anymore, and, and the road teams are actually winning more of the games. Greeny, Bubba's here. Cam's here. Next up. In case you missed it. One more time. All right, every day in case you missed it, we'll give you the most interesting thing that was said on Get Up, and we'll give you the most interesting thing that was said on, on Sportsman, like our new morning radio show, Coast to Coast, here on ESPN Radio. Let's start with that. Chris Canty this morning talking about whether he has more confidence at this moment in Dak Prescott or Jared Goff. I got more proof of concept with Jared Goff. He's been to the championship rounds. We can't say that for Dak. So that's why I have more confidence. And it feels weird to say that and to put Goff in front of Dak. But I mean, listen, if we look at the full body of work, Dak Prescott is closer to Kirk Cousins than he is the quarterbacks above him in that list. He's just got better PR because he's got a star on his helmet. So again, we have to acknowledge what Dak Prescott is. We also have to acknowledge what he isn't. And we've got a pretty good sample size. This is a guy, based on what he's going to ask for at the negotiating table that closes your window sooner than they would expect. So that's Chris Canty's take. Bubba, are you ready to fight? Are those fighting words? I know you're not going to fight Chris Canty because he's <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather not. Literally twice your size. But what what is your reaction to what he said? Well, look, I mean, it's tough to argue in the sense that look, Goff has proven he can get there, and that's the issue. The issue we have with Dak right now is he can right now he's a regular season quarterback. Take out you know, the game against Sunday night. What we see is Dak can get it done in the regular season. He hasn't gotten done in the playoffs and. We've seen Goff at least get it done for the most part in in the playoffs, so I, it's tough to argue with what Kenny's saying. I personally would consider Dak overall just in a vacuum more talented than Goff, but right now Goff has gotten it done better than Dak has in the playoffs, so it's tough to argue with what he's saying. It's worth pointing out that Jared Goff once upon a time was the first overall pick in the NFL draft, and Dak Prescott was a fourth-round selection. Those things 
They are as relevant as you want to make them. It is also worth pointing out that Jared Goff learned at least some period of his career under Sean McVay, who I think people tend to think is one of the great offensive coaches that we have in this generation. And one wonders if Dak Prescott has been held back in his time by coaching. Listen, does anyone sitting here think Mike McCarthy is a great NFL coach? Is, is that is that Bubba? You're a Cowboy fan. Do you believe that Mike McCarthy is a great NFL coach? I would say he's not a great coach. No, I, I think he's g- good, average to good, but he's definitely not. Uh, you know what Goff had with McVeigh for sure. By the way, Goff and Dak went in the same draft. I didn't want to say that till I confirmed it, but I just did. So in the very same draft, Goff went number one overall. Mm-hmm. Dak went in the fourth round. So the idea that Goff would be a better player than Dak Prescott may sound like a surprise now. It certainly wouldn't have then. So that's what Chris Canty said on Unsportsmanlike this morning. How about what Jeff Saturday said on Get Up this morning? He said, you got to be out of your mind in Dallas if you turn your back on Dak. Yeah, everybody wants to fire everybody after a bad loss. The right. reality is, who are you going to hire? Yeah, <laughs> Dak Prescott is a good quarterback that you win because of, not in spite of. That's, there's not many of those in the NFL. I'm here to tell you. So to act like that this guy just needs to be on some other team or he can't get it done, there's a lot of other guys on this football team that have to step up, including Dak, but don't just sign, you know, s- uh, single in on Dak and how he has played. Everybody around has to play better to beat a better team in the San Francisco 49ers. Here's the thing, and this is sort of an old adage, but I think it makes sense. If you just look around in your life and things aren't going the way you want and everything around you continues to change, these people aren't there anymore, these people aren't there anymore, I'm not doing this anymore, that guy's not there anymore, at some point it's you. At some point you've got to look at yourself and say, why haven't I gotten more than I wanted out of all of this or as much as I wanted out of all of this? At some point, it's not the coach, and it's not the teammates, and it's not the defense, and it's not the rest of the league, and it's not the owner. At some point, we have to say Dak Prescott hasn't gotten them where he looks like he should. I said this on this show the other day, Bubba. Dak Prescott makes me not believe my own eyes because I believe in him. And every time I see him not play better than I think he should, I think to myself, no, he's that good. He's just not having a great day. He's just not having a great month. He's just not having a great year. I think it all goes back to his rookie year when he looked so good, out of nowhere, unexpectedly good. Frankly, that's the best he ever was. I know the numbers have been good the last few years, but a lot of them were hollow. I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not suggesting Dak Prescott is a lower-tier NFL quarterback. But I'm saying the notion that Jared Goff is better than him, not crazy. Not crazy at all. Frankly, perhaps not even a surprise. All right, Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. Tons to do, but we've got a trivia question today. Let's do it. All right, Cameron, uh, these do not count towards the standings because uh, Hembo is not here. He's busy uh, pretending to care for a sick child. And so we've got you with the question of the day, and Bubba and I will try to answer it. Go. All right, the Rangers sweep the Orioles. Bruce Bochy, 15th postseason series win. That's third all time. Who is first? postseason series win all time it's a good question come back with the answer in a minute on espn radio for the ones who get it done granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions plus their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer call clickgranger.com or just stop by 
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Greeny, the podcast. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. I'll tell you when to call in. We'll have time for some calls today. We haven't done hot takes in a while. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Again, today's sneaky question does not apply towards the standing. But it's a good question from Cam, again, for Bubba and me. And the question is... Bruce Bochy won his 15th postseason series as the Rangers sweep the Orioles. Who has the most postseason series wins by a manager? Okay. So it, it can't be... Like going back historically, like the great Yankee managers who won all those championships, the Joe McCarthy's and the Miller Hugginses of the world, th- there only was one postseason series at a time then. So it can't be them. It has to be someone of the more modern era. So the obvious answer is Joe Torrey. I feel like if the answer is Joe Torrey, it wouldn't be sneaky enough for this segment because it seems like sort of an obvious choice. But in, in, the, in the absence of a better one, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with Torrey. How about you, Bubba? Yeah, I thought about Tory, and I think that is the kind of the where you the obvious one. But I'm going with someone who managed longer and had more division titles and more wins. Bobby Cox. Bobby Cox is one guess. Joe Tory is another. Cam, what's the correct answer? The correct answer is Joe Tory. Okay. Oh. Come on. Nineteen postseason series. That wins. was correct. Is Bobby That's Cox a stupid second? Question. Bobby I, Cox. Don't tell me who's. Don't tell me who's second if it's not Bobby Cox. It's not Bobby Cox. Okay, who's I had second? a couple of other thoughts. Yep. Stupid question. So obvious. <laughs> so I'm, obvious you didn't get it right. So people who manage it, Tony Larusa. It is obvious. It is. It is Tony Larusa. Well, you guys, none of you guys got it right yesterday. I figured I'd soften it a little bit. And, All right. So you know, it's, it's Tory, then Larusa, yes. then Cox. No, then then, then Bochi. Then Bochi. And think about this. As far as games. Tory is also first with 84, and Larusa is second with 71. So Tory is ahead by quite a substantial bit in games. difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, obviously, Larusa would have been managing. Just doing this in my head, Larusa won those World Series or that World Series with the Bash Brothers, and was in a couple of them. That would have been before. Th- there's a layer of playoffs that didn't exist then that does now. Right? Am I doing that right in my head? That would have been that that, st- that would have been before the wild card and all that kind of stuff changed everything. Yeah, definitely before the wild card. So I there don't remember just when been, the yeah, there yeah, would have just won been in eighty nine, but yeah. then he also won two with the Cardinals. Right, right. No, oh, I know that, but I'm just 11, going yeah. back over his career. He managed for a million years. Yeah, he, he, he made the World Series teams. three years in a row with Oakland. Right. He lost so. to the lost to the Dodgers. Um, beat the beat the Giants. Lost to the Reds. 
That's right. The Reds was the stunning one at the end. That was so Rob Dibble's team. That's three times he made it to at World the end. Series. That's right. That's Dibbs' team. And he made, yeah, he lost in the LCS in 92 with the A's. He also lost in 83 with the White Sox. By the way, speaking of Dibble, I was listening to him and Ben Darnell the other day <laughs> yeah. debate whether or not Clayton Kershaw was a Hall of Famer, and I <laughs> laughed my ass off. Get out of here. It Which was, side of that was Dibbs on? He was begrudgingly on, yes, he's a Hall of Famer. But mean, how, what does that even mean? Like, how could, He said if, if not... it was like 20 years ago, he wouldn't get in because he didn't get enough like complete games or something. I don't know. It was ridiculous. Just had to get that off my they chest. They said they have the debate every year, right? Yeah, Ben Darnell was like, oh, we talk about this every every year, but is Clayton Kershaw a Hall of Famer? I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Clayton Kershaw is, 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 A, quite obviously a Hall of Famer. B, his postseason success, uh, lack of success is the only thing that keeps you from saying that he's on the list of the five greatest pitchers that ever lived. The next piece of it is, who's the closest thing to him? There is not, There has not been in my lifetime, at least that I can think of, an athlete with that level or anything even approaching that level of regular season success, whose postseason performance has been that bad. I can't think of anyone. The closest I can come up to uh, come up with to it is James Harden. Yeah. Is, is there, who else? What about Peyton Manning? There's all years for a while, well, for a while, he wound up winning two Super Bowls. I mean, and, yeah, and, but I mean, even, even if you want to say he got carried to one of them, he, he still won well, a bunch Kershaw of Kershaw won a World Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He won one championship. Peyton went to two Super Bowls in Indy, uh, and I mean, two for with years. Denver. It was the thing. It was just Peyton loses again. Peyton loses again. Peyton's bad. Peyton. Right. No, those were three. I, games. I think it's yes. not. It's not the well, best he, comparison. He kept losing to the fraud Bill Belichick. Yeah. Let, let's let let it be clear for anyone who is listening that that's he is that Cam Lance is making Armstrong. fun of a caller from yesterday. Worse than Lance Armstrong. And 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 no one on this program thinks that Bill Belichick is a fraud. Nope. See, Cam, you can't just say that and then assume that everyone knows that you were kidding. Okay, there's something I just want you to know. I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. TJ Watt dislocated a finger and tore ligaments during the Steelers game against the Ravens on Sunday, popped it back in place and kept on playing. Now, one man's tough is another man's psychotic. That is the most ridiculous thing. Athletes are so stupidly tough. Hockey players, I think, may be at the top of the list. But if I dislocated my finger and tore ligaments doing this job, this job, I would be out at least a week. I would miss multiple shows. This, the idea that he he continued playing a football game doing it, if I were playing in a football game, ludicrous though that setup might seem, and I dislocated my finger and tore ligaments, I would use my other hand to motion for all of the media to assemble around me, and I would announce my retirement literally standing right there on the field. I mean, it ain't worth this. I got a finger just kind of drooping, doing nothing. Torn, a dislocated finger with torn. I have dislocated my finger and torn ligaments in it. I wear like a little rubber thing over one of my fingers so I don't get a paper cut when I turn the pages every single day on this show. People ask me all the time because they see it on TV. What is that little, like, it looks like a thimble, but it's made of, it's rubber. And, and, and it is, does it have a name, Brandon? You're the one who got them for me. I don't know what they're actually called. It looks like a little rubber thimble. And what it does is, so you don't have to lick your finger when you turn pages, which is disgusting. I have like this little rubber thing and it helps me turn pages and they, and it sort of makes contact with the page and it works. I use that to host a talk show. TJ Watt dislocated his finger and tore ligaments and continued to play a football game after having just popped it back in. That's, that's in Ronnie Lott territory. Yeah. Right? 
I mean, Lott is the most legendary of those stories. Ronnie Lott once suffered a, a finger injury severe enough that they cut off part of his finger, and he continued to play in the game. I mean, that's that's the, that's number one. That's the best. It's got to be. You can't. You can't. How do you can top that? Right. Well, I mean, what could possibly be better than that? Like, it, let, let's cut it off and let's keep going. <laughs> let's, let's just look that up again. I'm just typing in Ronnie Lott finger. Let's see here. The story of Ronnie Lott and his amputated pinky finger. While trying to make a tackle on Tim Newsom, Ronnie Lott shattered his pinky finger. The playoffs were just around the corner. Lott had a big decision to make that would change the rest of his life. One, put a pin in your finger. It'll heal in two months, but you'll miss the rest of the season. Two, amputate your pinky finger from the first joint up and play right away. Ronnie Lott chose amputation. (laughs) And a chunk of his pinky finger was lopped off. That's unbelievable. <laughs> it's, just, it's insane. In fact, it would turn out to be the best year of his career. He hauled in 10 interceptions over 14 games. He said he regretted the move and they should have just let his finger heal. He would go on to play nine more full seasons in the NFL after getting his pinky amputated. Nine? Nine. That's insane. Played nine more seasons. Oh, my gosh. He said he felt sick after he realized what he had done and that the incident (laughs) gave him a new perspective on life. (laughs) What, are you reading Ronnie Lott's bio or something? I'm just reading this story about the legend of the amputated pinky of Ronnie Lott. Love it. It's called Google. Look into it, Cam. I mean, it's incredibly easy to find things, and yet somehow when I ask you a question about the longest-tenured trios, the only ones you give me are the ones I suggested, and I wind up reading the longest word in the English language on the air. I got a bunch more for you. Let me hear the Lakers that you mentioned, uh, Cooper, Abdul-Jabbar, and Johnson, 10 seasons together, 79 yeah, to 89. Not even close. Uh, Lou Gehrig, Babe Ruth, and Earl Combs, 11 seasons. And the Cowboys trio actually made it 11 seasons. So no one's still approaching the 17 by the Yankees and the 18 by the Penguins. That's the triplets? It's, it's Aikman, Smith, and Irvin? Yes, sir, That's 89 to 99. I don't know if there was a lineman on those teams who was there all that time. Probably that, too, but... But we'll see. Okay, good stuff. So anyway, that's what T.J. Watt did. In the meantime... It's been too long since we've heard from Chris Russo. I've got a couple of uh, Russo bites that we enjoy here. And again, I always feel a need to preface this. Chris is across the hall on first take right now as he is every Wednesday. And I preface it by saying Chris Russo is one of my idols and I love him. I love him personally and I love him professionally. But I actually saw this. I was hoping you would see this, Bubba. I saw it on Reels yesterday and I forgot. Chris Russo, Sirius XM, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Upset about the Patriots and Broncos playing each other on Christmas Eve. How upset? Well, let him tell you. Let's give you Denver, all right? They're on against the Chiefs on Thursday night, unwatchable. They're on at Buffalo. They're on against Minnesota, that's three. And they're on against the Patriots on, uh, on uh, well, no, that's a, yes, they're on against the Patriots on Christmas Eve. Oh, my God. Did they put that, I'll go to church for a change. <laughs> they didn't do that, did they? That, please, they, they could not have put Denver on Christmas Eve as a standalone game. When I sit there and watch the fire there with the, te- with the you know, the, uh, the U-log, they can't, please. Oh, my God. I got to sit there and I got to keep myself raring to go for the putting the presents under the dopey tree. And I got Belichick against Sean Payton, two Grinches, if there are ever two of them. Boy, how about that? That is a impossible even for me. And I'll be, and I'll have a little church at 4.30. The missus, uh, the mom will come over, a little veal color parmesan, which she'll burn. <laughs> she likes to cook it. She'll burn it to smithereens. The kids will be board <laughs> stiff. And I'll have to bet New England at Denver to keep me into it. The kids will be board stiff. See, that that is the greatest stream of consciousness you could ever. He just said so many things. 
Think about the number of things, Bubba, that he (laughs) just said. But I see another thing on my screen, and I like this. This is a fun game. Many years ago on Mike and Mike, we did a game. This, this, I remember where we were sitting when we did it, so this would have been our first two years. So we're talking about over 20 years ago. And we made the observation, as everyone did, that Kobe Bryant sounded just like Michael Jordan. Not only did Kobe emulate Michael's moves, he actually emulated his voice. And we would play a game called Kobe or Michael. We'd play a soundbite, and people would have to call in and try and guess, was that Kobe talking or was it Michael talking? So, I, and I loved that game. Anyway, so Bubba, it looks to me like what you have is you have on the screen nine seconds of Chris Russo trying to pronounce an NFL coach's name. Right. And I'm going to see if I can guess who he's talking about. Correct. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, so no one say anything. And if you know it, my point is, if you want to guess, guess, but not if you already know. This is Chris Russo. This is an active coach? Yes. Okay. So this is Chris Russo pronouncing the name of an NFL coach. Let's see how we do. And right now, if you talk about vacancies in the NFL, there's nothing in the AFC and the NFC West. O'Connell's going nowhere. Is Albers going to be? Is what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, who do we think he could have been talking about? Stand by. Albert. Did he say? Oh, let's play it again. Hold on. And right now, if you talk about vacancies in the NFL, there's nothing in the AFC and the NFC West. O'Connell's going nowhere. Is Albris going to be? Albris. Hold on. So he's talking about the NFC. So it's clearly. So it, it, is he trying to say Eberflus? Yes. Is it possible? <laughs> yep. That, that was his effort or to say Eberflus? That was Matt yep. Eberflus. Yep. And it came out Albris? <laughs> he did it. The, the, the clip goes on. He just says the Bears coach after. He didn't even like. It wasn't even like the Olave thing where he said it like nine times and eventually got there and corrected himself. He actually just said Albers and then just said the Bears coach and moved on. So I don't think he even knows how to say it. I like that a lot. That is fun. Um, I, I look, there's nothing not to love about Chris Russo. God bless him. Another, but another thing, too, an, an underrated part of the Patriots-Broncos thing, which you can't see, obviously, with the audio. If you watch the video, you know, normally when you're going through the schedule, we go on ESPN.com or whatever it is and look at the schedule. Yeah. He has like a 500-page actual book. <laughs> he does. Where he's looking at the which I don't even know they still make. That's how he was looking at the Broncos' schedule. It's true. It's every single week's schedule printed out, and he's going through looking, and he kept closing the book and reopening it, putting his glasses back on, closing it, reopening it, and that's what he's looking at for the schedule is an actual printed out 500-page book. He doesn't – so when Hembo and I were starting to promote the book, Got Your Number, we had him on for this Zoom thing. Watching Chris Russo try and set up a Zoom from his house – was one of the most enjoyable experiences. It made me feel like Steve Jobs. Like, I am extremely technologically behind, okay? I mean, my, I, I usually will call one of my kids or my nephew and say, I need help, just explain to me how I do this. Like, one time, I wanted to change the name of a group chat, and as it turns out, like, you can't do that. Like, you can't just go on a group chat and change the name of it which I don't understand at all. I don't understand why the group chat has to have the same name in my phone as it does in yours. So, for example, my kids, I'm looking at Alana, who's sitting over here. She was born in 2001, so she's laughing at me. But here's the point. So I put a group chat together that is for me and my kids, and I called it Kids. And so both Stevie and Nikki made, they were like, Dad, you can't have a group chat with us that's called Kids. And I said, well, it doesn't have to be called Kids to you. You can call it whatever you want. 
And they said, no, once you name the group chat, it turns out everyone has to have that name. Now, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. Why can't we all just call it whatever we want in our own phones? But anyway, I then had to, like an idiot, go back and change it to kids plus dad. That's the name of my chat. When I need to send something to my two kids, which I do often because I like sending them little funny things I come across, I have to go find the, the, the group chat on my text that says, it's called kids plus dad. And then they made fun of me because I actually wrote out the word plus. I didn't just use the plus sign. Like, I didn't know that we were supposed to use algebra, arithmetic, when it comes to this. I just wrote K-I-D-S, space, P-L-U-S, space, D-A-D. Well, going with the plus sign seems pretty obvious on that. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on the... On Why the- does that seem obvious? It's the name of a, of a group chat. What is it, saving me time? It's the same amount of time every time. It's How did we get in space. such a hurry it that we didn't have time space. to write the word plus? I think, it, I think it looks better. It's saving you space. I'm with you on the group name being different for each person. That is a little weird. I'm with you there. But I think it's pretty common if you're going to doing you know, and or plus, you're not going to, you just, you're going to do the ampersand, you're going to put it into plus. So I think that makes perfect sense. Should so. we tell Elisa about when, when, when I got my autocorrect was screwing me up? Elisa doesn't know about this. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's a long I don't think story. I don't think you've recovered from that. It was like two years ago. So I was trying to type the word test into my phone. I couldn't get an email to send. And so I, I wanted to just type the, I started trying an email to myself and I just opened up the email and I wrote in the subject line, Test, T-E-S-T. And inexplicably, it autocorrected to the word yeet. Y-E-E-T. And I thought, well, that seems odd. So I deleted that, and I wrote again, test, T-E-S-T. And again, it autocorrected to yeet. And I thought, what algorithm is doing this? What algorithm thinks a 56-year-old man is likelier to be typing the word yeet than the word test? I don't think I've ever typed the word yeet. I don't know that anyone has ever typed the word yeet. Yeet is a word you just say. I know what it means. I'm, 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 I'm aware of it. Like, I could just yeet that thing out the window. I'm so mad. Like, I know what it means. Barely. But how in the world is my autocorrect correcting test to yeet i'm confused so anyway how do we get into this baba what were we talking about i don't know group chat oh, chris russo yeah, russo, chris yeah. russo yeah. cannot use a computer to save his life yeah. anyway that's the conclusion of my chris russo story i've lasted this long without a computer i, I think i think we just sit to, need to sit here and make fun of chris russo for going on these streams of consciousness and going places that made no sense when the conversation began lord knows i would never do that okay you know what we haven't done in a long time We've not taken any phone calls. It's time for some hot takes. You want to be a part of the uh, Greeny Nation, you can do it on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. So call us right now, 888-729-3776. That's 888-SAY-ESPN. We're looking for the hottest takes you got. Serving up hot right after this on ESPN Radio. I could kill us. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny. I was supposed to play golf with a buddy of mine today, and something came up I'm not going to be able to make. I text, I can't make it today. I really hope you can find someone else to play. Let's do it next week. He texts me back at 7.59. What happens at 8 o'clock? I start my TV. So I just very quickly wrote back, sorry, my man, before realizing I had typed in an L and an A, autocorrected, sorry, my lamb, old English, like a term you might use for like your sweetheart. And I haven't heard back... This is Greeny. I can actually update that story. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio. In a moment, you'll be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Jumping on the calls for your hot takes in a minute, but Cam, I know how much you liked the Sorry My Lamb story. Yesterday... That same friend of mine, Jared, whom I accidentally described as my lamb, he texted me at 9.44 a.m. So I'm on the air. He texted me, how's my guy? And then wrote, sorry, my shepherd. So, like, that's a, <laughs> that's a joke now that continues at my expense. That's fantastic. Also, Jared's got to stop texting you while you're on the air. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't know if that he doesn't know what I do for a living. He was listening you know, when we had that conversation on I the know, air. I meant that facetiously. Of course he knows what I do for a living. I have the kind of job that everyone knows what you do for a living. Well, he's got to figure out when you're doing it. At, at he no keeps point did he you. think, you know, are you actually a lawyer? Like, and, and what does he, he knows what I do for a living. But anyway, he now calls me my shepherd or his shepherd, which is, and he said he was going to get a t-shirt made that said Greeny's lamb on it, which uh, this has just become, this has become like a big joke at my expense and I could do without it. And again, I blame autocorrect. There's no way in the world I typed in lamb just in the same way that it should never have autocorrected test to yeet. The whole thing just makes me mad. Anyway, let's do some calls. We haven't done calls in a while. I want to hear some hot takes. We got a lot of things going on. We got the baseball playoffs. We got the disaster that was the Baltimore Orioles postseason and everything else. The entire American League East failed to win a single game in the playoffs after being the best division in the sport. Obviously, all the football, the college and pro. We got the basketball starting. Hockey is underway. So we're serving up hot. Give me hot takes as hot as you can make them on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Cam, who's first up? Kevin in Indiana. All right, Kevin, you are on the Dr. Pepper call in line. What's your hot take? Hey, Greeny. Hey, Hashtag Crew. How you guys doing? Good. Doing great. Good, good. Hey, I'm talking about 
um, with Anthony Richards on the pup list for another four to eight weeks, Gardner Menchu comes in there and wins three out of four, four in a row. What do we do? So for those who haven't heard, Anthony Richardson, who was the quarterback of the Colts, is now on injured reserve. And is, so he misses a minimum of four weeks. But Shefty said it's likelier to be four to eight weeks with that injury. Right this minute, I think they have as good a chance to win games with Gardner Minshew as they do with Anthony Richardson. Now, one would have said, overwhelmingly, the most important thing they can do this season is develop the young quarterback. It probably still is. But the truth of the matter is, they have a chance to make the playoffs. I never would have thought I would hear myself say that. They, I thought they were going to be, I'm, again, I'm wrong about so many things, I thought they were going to be the worst team in the NFL. They're 3-2. and two. And the division never ran away and hid from them. Jacksonville is only 3-2 and two also. Now, I think long run, the Jaguars are going to be a much better team and are going to wind up winning that division by something like three games. And if that's the case, then you certainly put Richardson back on the field the moment that he is cleared. This is a, an AC... I think it's still just a sprained AC joint. I didn't see that they've diagnosed it as being anything worse. If you were watching the game when it happened, I was sure he had broken his collarbone. That's what it looked like when he went down. But anyway, so the answer to your question is, yeah, I think you leave... Gar- if you are making a playoff run with Gardner Minshew as your quarterback, I don't see why you don't leave him out there. Clearly, Anthony Richardson is the future of your franchise. That doesn't change no matter... If, if Gardner Minshew wins you the Super Bowl, Anthony Richardson is still your starter week one of next year in the same way that we saw that play out with Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. But... And maybe even more so. But so Richardson, I think, has shown he could be a terrific player if he can stay healthy. But yeah, I think Gardner Minshew was the starter of that team if they remain in contention for sure. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Who's next, Cam? Just real quick, did you know that Gardner Minshew's touchdown to interception ratio is 46 and 15 in his career? Yeah, he is a really, really good backup quarterback. His lot in life is to be either the best backup quarterback in the NFL or one of the handful of, of lesser starters. That's going to sound like a terrible thing to say. That sounds so demeaning. But right now, if I asked you, would you rather have, absent the money, forget everything else, would you rather have Gardner Minshew or Daniel Jones? Cam, which would you rather have? Uh, right now? It's an interesting sound you just made. I'm saying Minshew's you can start not, a team and you could have one bad. of those two guys on it. Which one do you want? Uh, Jones, if the system's really good. Uh, again, absent everything. Brandon is raising his hand. You're going to tell me Gardner Minshew. He loves you? Minshew. He loves Gardner Minshew. So for those of you who don't remember, before the Jets got Aaron Rodgers, Brandon, who is every bit as crazy a Jet fan as I am, was yelling and screaming we should get Gardner Minshew, actually once said, I would rather have Gardner Minshew than Aaron Rodgers, at which time I escorted him out of the studio. He, he has since recognized that was probably not right, but... Your point remains a good one. That is, Gardner Minshew is an unappreciated, good NFL quarterback. And so, could the Colts make a run? Let's see. Let me let me bring up their schedule here. I don't have that in front of me. Let's see who they got coming up. So, they beat, they lost to Jacksonville week one. So, they have played them. They beat the Texans, so that's in the division. They just beat the Titans, so that's in the division. They have Jacksonville again this week. They play Jacksonville in Jacksonville this Sunday. Jaguars coming back after two weeks in London, which is interesting. And they got Cleveland, Saints, Panthers. Yeah, they got some winnable games. They, 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 could, they could be around long enough to leave Minshew out there for a few more weeks and see what happens. Uh, Greeny on ESPN Radio. Cam, who's next? Donovan in Virginia. Donovan, go. Give me a hot take. Hot as you can get. The Raiders will finish second in the AFC West and play in the wild card game. Greeny, we got Mad Max 
leading the defense with a bunch of veteran presence behind them with attitude. The special teams is clutch, man. And with the offense, we have to stop do, doing this dink and dunk because it's hindering the run game if we're not going to throw the ball deep. Utilize DeAndre Carter, the rookie from Cincinnati, Trey Tucker, and for the love of everything pure, stop disrespecting Hunter Renfro, man. All them passes that go to Josh Jacobs could go to Hunter Renfro for about 80 yards, man. Josh Jacobs, we love you, boy. Just call the same offense you did last year, Jimmy Daniels. That's all you got to do, man. We're good. It's a good call. Thank you very much. Raiders, look, I can't believe I, – I don't see it the same way. I appreciate your fandom and I appreciate your phone call. I, I can't believe the Raiders have won the two games that they've won. I can't believe they won on Monday night. I can't believe – well, I guess I can believe now that we've seen it play out that they beat Denver. They're 2-3. and three. Their minus 35 is their season total. Let me call them up and see who they've got coming up here. I know they play Belichick this week. That's a really interesting game. That game is in Vegas. So if they win that – I mean, there's, you know, it's McDaniel's against Belichick and everything else. They would get to three and three, then they get the Bears, Lions, Giants, Jets. There's some winnable games. It's not completely out of the question. Give me one more, really quickly, Cam. Go. Ronald in Florida. Ronald, I got 30 seconds for a quick hot take. Do it, dude. Chris Russo's rants are absolutely golden, dude. Yes, I know. You guys have to do. You guys have to do some kind of mashup with our. Chris Russo and Joe Pesci. This dude sounds like Nicky Santoro from Casino. You guys have a good day. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you. Again, I repeat, we say this, we do it with love. I love Chris Russo. I started out in the industry listening to him. He's one of my favorite people, and he is a sweetheart of a man. If you knew him, you would love him. So we do it in fun, but he is hes just as amusing as you can possibly be. Let's do that, Bubba. Can we do like a music mashup of, of Russo? Do something with a little... Create a little song out of his stuff? Oh, yeah. Could it be called, I Don't Own a Computer? I'll Read a Book? <laughs> Good fun. Great to be here. Thanks again, everybody. See you tomorrow, ESPN Radio. I've lasted this long without a computer. I'll read books. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.